If you're looking for a new Bible study to start off the new year, can I recommend the Gospel-Centered Life Studies? If you go to the New Growth Press website, you'll find lots of options to choose from. You can study biblical books like Ruth or Jonah, or biblical topics like Christian living, Christian community, or Christian parenting. Each of these 8- to 12-week studies leads you into God's Word and into His grace, and they're ideal for individuals or for groups. To learn more, search for Gospel-Centered at NewGrowthPress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm welcoming back Daryl Dash. Daryl is pastor of Liberty Grace Church in Toronto, Canada, and co-founder of Gospel for Life, an online discipleship ministry. He also serves as director of the Advanced Church Planting Institute. He's author of How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Life. If you'd like to learn more about Daryl, check out his website, dashhouse.com. Daryl, welcome back to the podcast. Champ, it is good to be back with you again. So what's the verse you have for us today? The verse I have for you is Romans 12, verse 10. And it says this, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. So, Daryl, if you were to put this verse in your own words and paraphrase it for us, how would you say it? Yeah, there was really two parts of this. And uh, the first the first part is this, the love one another, brotherly affection. And it's it's this, like, you are family. So, you know, the thing with family, I just spent a day with family. I think it's, you know, love one another like family does. And the second part is outdo one another in showing honor. And I think I would paraphrase that by saying, like, let's hold a competition. <laughs> and here's the competition. Let's see which one of us can show the most honor to other people. And that's the healthiest kind of competition there is. Well, sometimes there's lots of competition, even within families. <laughs> there is. So what's the story with this passage in you? Why did you pick this verse? There's a, a pastor that I know, and uh, he, he, whenever I listen to him, his name is Ray Orland. He might be familiar. He's mm-hmm. a well-known scholar and pastor. And uh, the first time I heard him, uh, you know, he talks about a gospel culture within a church. Hmm. And he says a lot of churches, we have a uh, gospel doctrine, but the the problem is we're really lacking a gospel culture. The doctrine, Hmm. you know, we believe in the gospel, but it doesn't really feel like it all the time in our churches. And I remember hearing him speak about this verse and just saying, imagine a church where people were (laughs) in this competition to show up and say, Let's see how much we can love each other. You know, let's see how, uh, let's just, let's just see who can be the one who shows the most honor. So everybody shows up and it's almost like a competition to out honor and out love each other. And um, I, I can't even imagine a church like that, but I find that such a compelling picture. So when I heard Ray Orland describe that, I just thought, man, I am all over that. That's the kind of church that I would like. So this verse may take us by surprise. We wouldn't expect a verse about competition right here in (laughs) in the Bible. So bring us up to speed on like, what's the context of this verse? And then I'm going to read it again. Yeah, the context of this verse is Romans is uh, kind of a a, the magnum opus of the Apostle Paul. Hmm. Uh, For 11 chapters now, Paul's been expounding the gospel. 
And uh, he's been, you know, really unpacking the riches of, of theology, of, of Jesus and his work and what it means for us. In chapter 12, he turns and he says, okay, let's talk about how this applies. So what does it look like when we really get a hold of the gospel and how does that change the way that we live? And it doesn't get, take very long before Paul begins to say, you know how what it looks like? It looks like loving each other. It looks like when we really get the gospel, it looks like behaving this way to each other. So this is really Paul's application of what the gospel looks like as we live it out in our lives. That's really helpful. So I'm going to read it again. This is Romans chapter 12, verse 10. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. God's Word says, Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. This verse is challenging us in significant ways. So what makes it difficult to live this out? You know, <laughs> loving others is uh, so such a great idea. Like, I've never met anybody who is opposed to the idea of loving others. The problem is people are so difficult, and I'm one of them. So, man, like I know uh, the, the realities of loving. It takes a lot of self-denial. It takes a lot of, of selflessness. Uh, that's why I love the honesty of the Bible. I, I love when Paul says in another place, you know, to bear with each other. Community seems like such an attractive idea, but in reality, it's messy, and mm. it's it's frustrating and it's costly. So I think the, the thing that uh, makes it difficult to live this out is it, it just requires so much and people are so complicated and messy, which is why a verse like this is necessary. We got to love anyways, despite that. Yeah, we need these reminders, don't we? Oh, I know I do. Absolutely. So how do you hope the Lord might use this verse to change our lives? And you mentioned a culture earlier. How do you hope the Lord might use this verse to change our cultures? Yeah, what I really hope is, uh, I'm going to quote Ray Orland again, and he says, you know, nobody shows up and is too encouraged. Nobody shows up and is feeling too loved. <laughs> Every week when we get together, uh, and I'm, I'm thinking of the church, but I think, you know, whether it's in small groups or informally or even as families, the reality is, I mean, all of us are showing up. We are so desperate because God has made us for connection and encouragement. And all of us are really, really longing for this. Hmm. What does the gospel look like when it's lived out? You know what it, it looks like is showing up and uh, instead of, you know, what am I going to get from this? We show up with an eye of how can I love others? How can I show up? And by the time somebody leaves, they know that they're so loved, hmm. that I love them like family, that, you know, as they leave without flattery, but genuinely that I show them honor, that I, you know, there's just a respect that we can show to other people. They're made in the image of God. You know, they're gifted by God. As God looks at them, they're so valuable and loved by God. How can I leave them so by the time they walk away from a conversation with me, that they just know how loved they are by God and therefore how important they are to me? So, man, I just picture every week, uh, I pray that. I don't always live up to it, but I just pray that this is the sort of community that would develop. I tell people we have a very humble church. We're a church plant. We're not, you know, fancy. We're not that big or whatever. But I just pray that whoever comes, you know, the music might not be the best. The sermon might, might not be the best. But I hope that there are people who come feel loved and honored by the time they leave, that they know they're so loved by God and therefore so loved and honored by us, too. If you were to give one piece of encouragement to someone who's been trying to live out this verse or something like it, and they feel like they're giving and giving and not receiving, what would you say? 
Yeah, what I would say is, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I get the struggle. What I would say is what you're doing is important. Uh, the, the people I know who are making the biggest difference, I think, are, are people who live this verse out. And what I've noticed is, you know, they're mostly unnoticed. They're not getting a lot of fanfare. They're just consistently showing love to others and honoring others. Uh, sometimes they don't get any recognition for it. And what I would tell them is God notices, God sees you doing that. He's using you. You might never be noticed by others, but by uh, following this verse, man, I'll tell you, you're being noticed by God and what you're doing really makes a difference, even if nobody else notices. That is so encouraging. Daryl, would you pray this verse for our listeners? I would love to do that. Lord, we long for this. Uh, we, we are, you've made us for community. Uh, a lot of us feel lonely. We show up at church uh, just beat up by the world. Uh, we show up discouraged just because we carry so much. And Lord, I pray our, our churches are imperfect. They're led by imperfect pastors. They're full of imperfect people. Lord, would you help us to love each other? I pray as we show up week after week, when it's costly, when it's inconvenient, when people are messy, help us to love them. I pray that we would love them with brotherly affection, love them as brothers and sisters. Lord, brothers and sisters fight sometimes. We don't always get along, but at the end of the day, we, we just love each other. And I pray this would be true in our church communities, that even though people drive us crazy at times, and I pray, would we just, the bedrock of, of our community, Lord, would it be love? And Father, I pray that we would outdo one another in showing honor. I pray that the competition, the only competition that would take place in our churches is this, that we would go farther than anybody else in extending honor to other people of putting them ahead of us. And Lord, finally, I just want to thank you. This is how you treat us. Lord, when we do this, we're following the example of Jesus. You are, Jesus is the one who loved us with brotherly affection. Lord, Jesus is the one who showed honor to us by dying for us. And so, Lord, may we follow in his example, and may we know that as we do so, that it's making an eternal difference. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.